and welcome to another episode of Alcoholics. I am your host, Terrain Myers. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myers. Katrina, how are you? Doing pretty swell. How about yourself? I'm doing good. This is a high energy episode. We are going to be yeah. up there in energy. Um, if you hear, by, we're just going to warn you now, if you hear fireworks, we are recording this on the 3rd of July. Um, that's our uh, big... <laughs> independence day extravaganza so if you hear fireworks we commissioned them that's why they're playing <laughs> it's not because we decided to pick the night where our town does their town fireworks i'm just letting you know we commissioned them to happen during this if you don't hear fireworks during this episode we've made a huge mistake yeah i just want that to be very very clear wasted a lot of money it was so much fun we put we <laughs> dropped so many dimes on this y'all so if this doesn't happen this is a big big alcoholics blunder um, Katrina, how have you been? What's been going on? Our offer on the haunted house was accepted. The haunted house that we put an offer on where, as you remember, listeners, if you remember listening last week, um, I don't know if people drink during this and also forget like I do. Uh, but <laughs> if you listen to this last week, you will know that we put an offer on a haunted house where both of the owners of the house died in the home. We, that, <laughs> that offer has been accepted. Yeah. Uh, rem- the two, 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 um, potential downsides of this one the hauntedness of the house and two the pool might not be up to snuff it was my mother i didn't want to say that again i honestly um (laughs) my mother lives 10 minutes away and i didn't want to bring that up in case she started listening um she hasn't (laughs) she hasn't hasn't. so i mean like that's a that's a real issue (laughs) but it's been accepted um, we are now into the next stages of getting this house. Right. One of which was, um, one of which was getting insurance on the house. Right. What was a problem that we had while trying to do that? Well, since both of the owners are deceased, um, <laughs> Rest in peace. Th- their estate is selling it and they don't know anything about the house. Yes. And we had to like figure out how old the roof was to get insurance. So. What? So you... You Google Earth the roof, Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I had to download the Google Earth uh, desktop app, and which lets you go back, like, certain, like, years to years. So I had to keep going back until it Can I like ask you a real quick... Different. Can I ask you a very quick question? Yeah, what? Do you know what kind of a roof is based on picture? Uh, not really, no. but... One of the insurance companies populated what they thought the roof was, mm-hmm. so I thought that was a good guess. <laughs> Based on <laughs> so so to be clear, we have now guessed yes. at what kind of roof it is. And to be clear, I don't. Two thousand three is what I put the roof age as because that was the last clear image that you could see from Google Earth. Before so that, it was blurry. We so. we are just straight. Eh, I mean, what I, can you do? And I want to make sure that, like, I don't know if this could be used. And well, if this, if I find out after the recording that this could be used against us, I will, I will mute this That's whole part. That's a really dedicated <laughs> insurance adjuster. It's just like uh, it sounds like they lied. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm now a fan of the podcast. We're <laughs> just straight up liars. Yeah, no, we get. They told me to make my best guess. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. That's their fault. That's all I could do. That's their I, fault. I, I called the Harrisburg Zoning Commission, and they never called me back. So Yeah. So you know what? What First, when we get there, the first thing we're going to do is fucking go to the Zoning Commission and have a chat with whoever leads that. And to be clear, I first called the Harrisburg, North Dakota Zoning Commission. <laughs> 
Because for some you reason, didn't tell me this. for you some reason, that comes up before the PA Harrisburg, which you would think is a bigger city. I don't know, though. Now, quick question. When you called that, what was the area code? Because you know 717 is the Harrisburg. You know, for one. some reason, I feel like it was close. to. Oh, it was close to 717? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> um, before... <laughs> You didn't tell me this. I wasn't fucking prepared for this. All right. Before we before we introduce our guest, can you uh, is there anything else that we've been that we've been up to? I don't think oh, we went no, we already talked about going to the movies. We're going to the movies again though, right? It was a 605. So that seemed reasonable for Pennsylvania. You <laughs> When have you ever called the 605 number? Listen, I was stressed. Tell me right now. It seemed like a legit website. I just didn't what do you think mean it seemed, it I didn't was see a North legit Dakota website. anywhere. It was in the, North anywhere. Dakota's website. Luckily, luckily, when it got through to the person, it was their answering machine that said, you've reached the Harrisburg, North Dakota. And I'm like, oops. <laughs> otherwise, it would have been a weird message. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, that would have been weird. Luckily, we say there was nothing weird going on there. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, I can't handle this. Let's bring out our guest just because I can't handle this. Um, he hosts a uh, he co-hosts a podcast um, called Barnstorming PA, which is about uh, progressive PA politics in a rural area. Uh, Taylor Lightman, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, tell us before we go on, because like I, I have a billion things to talk about with this North Dakota shit. But into, before we get into that, it might have been South Dakota. Now that I'm <laughs> I have about to. It. I have a quick story about this. So actually, yeah. I went to school in Minnesota, and uh-huh. uh, their area, the area code that you know in Southern Minnesota that I went to was a 507 area code, mm. and uh, <laughs> and it, it just caused perpetual confusement. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, as <laughs> listeners of this podcast who might not know, uh, Central PA is 570. Right. If, no, uh, if you listen yeah. to this podcast and you don't know 570, you skook motherfuckers. You know what's <laughs> up. <laughs> That's wild. That would see. Now, that is, I think, an acceptable I, confusion. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's that's what I was thinking at first. You know, maybe it was uh, 771. You know, which, I don't know. Or which, would have been, which would have made yeah. sense. 605? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about this. Uh, Taylor, could you tell us a little bit about Barnstorming PA? Yeah, you know, Barnstorming PA were a, I, th- I think you said it best, you know, progressive PA politics podcast, uh, P4, you know, uh, and uh, yeah, we cover lots of different things uh, and really whatever whatever we decide to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my co-host is Jordy Comas, who has been on this pod uh, before, mm-hmm. and um we haven't been uh, releasing that many episodes because I just started a new job and I've been super busy. What is um, your, tell us real quick, what, what's your new job? Yeah, so I'm the new director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods, taking over for Sam Pearson. And uh, it's all about revitalization in, uh, neighborhood revitalization in uh, Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. So uh, you can check us out at lewisburgneighborhoods.org. And I'm not speaking in that capacity right. in this podcast. Right, I'm just... Right. Uh, as a uh, as I'm, I have my podcast host uh, hat on, right now. <laughs> you gotta you gotta juggle those hats. You're currently using the podcast host at, uh, hat. It's the only uh, hat I use on this show. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't exactly. don't ever look into my job. Don't look, mix look, the hats. <laughs> no, 
legitimately, we we can't stress this enough. Don't tell our bosses what we're doing. Right. Don't mix the hats. Don't, don't mix, mix the hats. Don't mix the hats. Don't tell anybody what we're up to. Like, share the podcast, but like, legit, if you're friends with my boss whose name I won't tell you, like, don't fucking show them. And I, I mean, I guess the other thing that I'll say at the outset of this podcast here is I'm drinking uh, Peroni. I was gonna uh, ask, what, what, what do you? Uh, is that so? That looks like a big old beer can, right? Bottle. No, no, just a normal size bottle. Beer can. Bottle, not bottle, can. Bottle. Yeah, um, some Italian. Uh, Beer. When I say beer. When Ooh. I say big ol', I just that, that's just like a that's a descriptor that means nothing to me. <laughs> Nastro Azzurro. Okay. So it's I don't a, know. I didn't know My Italians were I didn't know Italians were known for their beer. I don't Same. think they are. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's America. <laughs> Red, white, and blue, baby. I almost said Pabst Blue Ribbon, but I'm almost certain that's not from this country. Is that right? No, Pabst Blue Ribbon is it's from. I've been to the uh, to the Old brewery. And, uh, the oh, motherfucker! Sorry, if if you hold a, if you leave a, an article from the hill up for too long, it'll start oh. playing. It's um, <laughs> it'll start playing I've been down the. That road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have muted the site, but I didn't because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, and I'm leaving that in. I'm not taking it out. <laughs> what? Yeah. PBR from uh, Milwaukee. Okay. All right. You hear that, everybody? I didn't know where beer came from. I only know one beer. It's Yingling because I grew up in Pottsville, and that's, they'll ram that down your throat forever, and they'll never stop talking about it. Um, what? So you're a beer drinker. Do you have a specific like favorite type of beer? And like a favorite kind of beer, like what what what's your favorite beer? What's the difference to you between type and kind? Type is like uh <laughs> like an like an IPA versus like some other thing that I don't know. Old brew question mark. And <laughs> old then, brew is coffee. Fuck off, man. And then kind, and then kind is like like Miller High Life brand? versus yeah brand. Got it. Got it. It's so funny that you asked that because I just had this conversation in a, in the, in a car ride actually, uh, with my brother, uh, we're planning a bachelor party for our other brother. And, uh, our brother told us that his favorite beer was Yingling and <laughs> both my, my other brother and I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Um, but anyway, I, I basically couldn't, couldn't decide my favorite type of beer or b- favorite beer rather. I like wheat beers. Um, but I, I kind of like just trying different beer. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really have a favorite. Katrina here take sides. Katrina and I, you're, you are both sides of some kind of guy with beer. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all beers. I'm in all beers matter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, Katrina and I aren't real beer drinkers. I, my no. favorite beer is wine. I think like, I don't want a beer ever. Like I just can't, I can't do it. It's so bad. There's there's been a couple that you like you were on a beer drinking podcast and they brought you something that and was good. And it was like a good. sour beer sour. and it was good. That Ugh. was tasty. I don't, I don't like those sour beers. I'm not I'm not actually like I feel like you've been you've portrayed me as a beer drinker. Like Yeah, I we like are. Don't ruin don't beer. don't ruin the don't ruin the image that we've that we've made for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm an, I'm an all-American guy, you know. <laughs> you like you um, like hot dogs and brewskis, my man. Yeah, You're fucking American. Yeah, bro. <laughs> um no i i mean i like i like wine too um i especially in these hot days i like a nice glass of white wine a chilled white wine okay okay do you have a favorite white wine no no i don't, okay. I don't take sides all right he doesn't take sides he's not do you a, have a favorite white wine pinot grigio probably really yeah okay. or you, you drink a variety i do i like cabernet sauvignon blanc 
I just so had no, sorry, Sabernon, Sabernon. rosé. Oh, that was called uh, Hampton Water, and I really liked it. And my sister told me that was it a very it was a very Jappy beer, but I or Jappy rosé, but I. I thought it was very good. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if anything, it just sounded very offensive and confusing. <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? Jew- Jewish, Amer- Jewish American princess. Oh. oh God. Yeah. All right. I, and I, here's the thing. Slightly I, less offensive. I than, knew than you we weren't thought. saying. I knew you weren't saying anything <laughs> terrible, but I'm like, what the fuck could this mean? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people do take offense to that, but I don't. I don't. I don't think people are really up in arms about. You yeah. look, Doug. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to speak to it. I'm sure it's fine. I'm not going <laughs> to ask any fucking questions about it. I just was like, holy shit. <laughs> we uh, we're going to Philly in a couple weeks to mm-hmm. celebrate your birthday, you which hear, is hilarious. You hear um, that, Philly? We're going to show up there, and, and I swear to God, if I see Gritty once, I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been like thinking about what I'm going to drink at these bars, just because I. When is the last time I've been to a bar? Oh my goodness! I honestly, it's it was even before COVID we stopped going out like at mm-hmm. all because our favorite bar closed. Yeah, but if we get a karaoke room like it's like we potentially are planning on doing, we'll be able to do that. Sure. Can, Taylor, what is the last time you went to a bar, and what drink do you get at a bar? None of this, by the way, was on the outline. We are springing this on him as a trap. <laughs> like I do apologize yeah. for that, uh, but. But yeah, what's what? Answer both of those questions. Um, the last time I went to a bar, actually, like I. Okay, like if you go to a restaurant with a bar attached and you order a drink, is I'll that a bar? That. Is that going to a bar or is that going to a restaurant and getting? Uh, some I'll count that so that it's easier for you to answer. If it if that makes it easier for you to answer, if it if it's not hard for you to answer, then no, that doesn't count. Yeah, I went to I went out um, for some like dinner and drinks with my parents uh like i don't know two weeks ago and i my like my go-to drink usually is actually a campari on the rocks because it's kind of uh, a little bit niche and i don't know i don't i don't like i wouldn't order a you know i wouldn't buy a bottle of campari so i don't know now as as someone who hosts a an a a politics podcast about alcohol um, I should know what this is, but I don't. Tell me what that is. <laughs> what is Campari? Like, Campari, I mean, it's it's actually another Italian um, hard liquor, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a bitter, you know, red thing. It's in Negronis. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I'm not, like, huge on Italian liquor or anything or beers or stuff like that. Mm, this is just sounds a coincidence. like you really like Italian shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Based on, based on everything we've talked about thus far, real huge on Italian stuff. Um, no, that's awesome. What um when when barnstorming uh, uh, is recorded, what days does it usually drop, and where can people find it? You know, if you know Jordy and I, you'll know that despite our efforts to release on the same day, it will happen on any random day. Um, however, we have a couple in the pipe um, mm-hmm. that we plan to release soon. Uh, including one on Reggie, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Gas Initiative that we recorded an embarrassing long time ago, and I hope it isn't politically outdated. Um, (laughs) But but, uh, we'll be releasing that. That was a good episode. Um, And some other ones, you know, um, that uh, people will have to check it out. They can go to barnstormingpa.org or just find us on their 
local podcast app. You, uh, you, uh, Barnstorming does a good job of getting guests. You get some pretty good guests. Who was your, uh, this, uh, okay. You can answer this whatever way you'd like to. I was going to ask who's your favorite guest, but that might be a fucked up thing to ask because it makes you choose a favorite person that's been on your podcast, which is which is crazy. So so who is I'll, – I'll, I'll frame it in a different way. Who is a guest that you, like, didn't think that you could get but you got? Like, who, who has been on your podcast that you were like, I can't believe we got this person to do this? I mean, so, like – we had John Fetterman on, which which was a big which was a big get for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say most the person that has been most uh, generous with us with their time, um, Derek Slaughter, uh, who ran who is the mayor of Wintersport, PA. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like a, <clears throat> I did like a uh, you know one of these types of things where I like followed him around with my like portable. <laughs> thing <laughs> camera uh, not camera stock um, like stock is the word device. you're looking for you're looking for stock mm-hmm. i stalked it <laughs> yeah and and um you know like we did it, it took it was extremely time consuming for both of us and um and i uh like you know i was trying to be like more artistic and stuff like that and it took me a really long time to edit it and it was probably a huge waste of time um i think it turned out so so uh but uh i feel a little bad about that Oh, well, I mean, yeah. He's no. very generous with his time, and I just don't know if the end product. <laughs> no, that's fine. The correct answer was Terrain. Terrain was like, I couldn't believe we got him, and it was great that he was there. <laughs> but, I mean, your answer was cool, too. Let's get into the show. <laughs> so um, we're going to start with some quick news. Uh, real quick, before we, <laughs> before we even start with the show, I want to make sure it's clear what quick news is. Because <laughs> we, we, Katrina and I have had like a, like a, essentially like producers discussion on what quick news is. And I think it's just like stuff. We don't have a set way to talk about it. Like sometimes quick news can, it seems like it's, Oh, we just, you know, we say it and then move on. And sometimes that's what happens. But I think some items in quick news, you can just talk about and you have a freewheeling conversation about it and then it ends. So it's almost like, the word quick <laughs> is a is a misnomer. It's not correct for it's, the title of the it's segment. Almost if like, it's not something that should be just quickly said. But whatever, you know. It's almost like I called it quick news because I needed a quick name for it. <laughs> it's it's almost like um I quickly figured out a name for the ti- for the for the um segment and it's called quick news and it's just not correct. So Anyway, let's start with quick news. Y'all, Trump's got an app now. Um, I know we I know we said we're not going to talk about Donald Trump as much as we possibly can, but we did put in caveats. One, when it's important, when there's like really important things that he's doing that need to be talked about. And two, when it's really fucking funny. Yeah. And like I think this one's funny. He the the uh the from the desk of Donald Trump his essential like Zanga website <laughs> folded after a month so he's like oh no worries I had Jason Miller cook up this new thing because when I think social media icon I think Jason fucking Miller uh so he now has this app Getter which Katrina when you told me the name <laughs> we both were like that's not a good name right getter 
inspired in me like like when i heard getter first thing i thought was he's threatening a woman yes <laughs> that was yes. literally the first thing i thought it's like get her we get yeah her. that that totally made, yeah absolutely <laughs> i didn't like it at all and then so many people made the getter done comparison which i thought was pretty funny um uh taylor i'll start with you what do you i mean are we placing bets how long is this gonna last I don't want to place any bets about it, uh, but uh, but uh, I don't know. Like I'm, you know, we're uh, you know we're all watching, uh, you know, what has the makes to be a spectacular failure, and uh, and I'm 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 you know I got my popcorn. I'm happy to happy to see how where this goes. Katrina, why we we talked about this a little bit. Why can they get tweets on there? I don't, I don't know, Could, but like, it's, that's, that seems like they're implying that the tweets were from their platform <laughs> and that all the followers of that individual are from their platform, mm -hmm. but they're literally just copying everything over from Twitter. I don't understand. Like <laughs> it's, it's a new, it's a way to get Trump back on Twitter. I think that's, that's is the, the sole purpose. That's what I need someone to explain to me. I need someone to sit me down and explain to me like I am a child how they're able to get tweets directly from Twitter to turn, like be on this like new weird uh, dumb app that exists right like like there's a you can't have like a you can't have like a like a feed of Twitter things like on your right website. you can have a it's widget like they made the whole website just yeah, a feed you can have a widget that's not what this is <laughs> like Sean Parnell no, that is what it is apparently Sean Parnell posted a get i don't know what the fuck they're called posted a get in 2012 what is what is happening this doesn't make any sense to me and i need someone to talk to me about this like i'm a child i i um i don't think this is gonna take off i i mean if we're if we're like looking at it, like we had they had the attempt with parlor and then there was like gab and like there doesn't seem to be like a right wing social media app that is able to like Except like, for Facebook. Except for mm. Facebook, which is 100% a like, right-wing propaganda. But they also banned Trump. They also banned. Suspended. Right, but they didn't ban Dan, uh, Dan Pongino. And he has, like, the the most shared post, like, out of the top ten is, like, he's usually seven or eight of them. Like, like they still get their message out through there. I don't, I just, do we think that this is a, a, a another, like, is this going to be a sustainable way that that uh, the right wing can get their messaging across? Or are they just going to continue use, to use Twitter like they have been? Yeah, they're just going to keep using Twitter. I don't, I, it's stupid. It's another, it's a way to bring Trump back in. And that's the only purpose mm -hmm. of it. But, but. Because the... I don't think people are going to be, if their Twitter is linked, I don't think they're just going to post on Getter. No. And because that's not going to go to Twitter. But then they're but their tweets go together. <laughs> like I don't no. Taylor, do you think that this is a new like is this gonna be a sustainable way for the right wing to kind of share their share their nonsense or is or is Twitter still gonna be the thing and like like for like Donald Trump is gonna be posting on Getter, but Twitter isn't gonna be seeing the, the getter posts. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like the reason why Donald Trump's stuff always just was like circulating and like it, it just bubbled up. Mm -hmm. uh, like organically usually because like you know it would I would end up seeing it on Twitter you know if I was on there and like any Twitter user would end up seeing it because somebody had some interaction with it and it's just like 
it's just a different echo chamber, you know, right. if it's on some other platform, I, I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it will, will succeed. No, I, I just, I, I can't see how this supplants Twitter as like the information gathering sort. like, I just, it, it feels like it's another, like, you know, it feels like it's another social media site that's going to like last for a very small amount of time with a very small amount of people. And it's, and to me, it's pretending like the, they don't feed off of, both getting liberals to comment on their stuff that they get to fight with mm -hmm. and also finding liberal stuff that they can say terrible yeah. things on. Yeah. This is cool. just their views that what are, what terrible things are they going to do to each other? It's like, what, that's the whole point of them using social media. Mm -hmm. to own Who are those twins that would always comment on Trump's post and they got the Krasensteins, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, no, there aren't going to be any Krasenstein twins on on Gitter. No, no, rest, you're not going to have assured. you're not going to have the Krasensteins near a tangent won't show up. <laughs> no, no, I mean that's all that's the fun of it, you know. I, you know, sometimes I kind of, I kind of almost miss, you know, the uh, <laughs> these these horrible tweets that he would do, and then, you know, seeing him get ratioed and you know everybody blow up at him, no. you know. I, I will I will say this. I am just glad. I'm glad that he's gone. I'm glad that he's gone. And yeah. I'm I, there's not been a moment where I'm like, oh, you know what? I really wish that we could go back to the days where um, at a moment's notice he could tweet something that puts the nation in danger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I just haven't been there. I haven't gotten back to that. I know I'll eventually get there because it was funny still, but it was also very, very bad. Um, I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. I'll be there, though. I, I was recently thinking about like, um, you know, I had, I was on the radio uh, on Thursday and I was, I was on the car. I was like, I'm not nervous going to this. And I was like, oh yeah, because Donald Trump has like, you know, said the most ludicrous, <laughs> absurd things on national <laughs> television and faced basically no consequences. Like there's nothing that I can do that, <laughs> you know, the Rubicon's been crossed. You yeah. Know? I just, that's it's all it's all over you know if anything like thanks donald we now can say whatever we want on whatever platform we want and nothing's gonna happen to us <laughs> like yeah, exactly that's where it's we're, all over that's where we're at now we could just go and just say whatever nonsense like i i i <laughs> oh my goodness um so the app is gonna be it's gonna it's going to fold eventually. Um, I, by the way, I'm saying that now. Um, I just can't wait until it fucking blows up in my face where it's the most <laughs> popular social networking app and no one's using uh, Twitter anymore. We're all on Getter now. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Donald Trump, again, we don't like to talk about Donald Trump except if it's like funny or if it's important. Um, the Trump Organization has been charged with a, a litany of crimes almost exclusively tax related in the state of New York. Um, I find that to be important and funny. <laughs> I think that it's, it's both important and funny. Um, and it's putting a lot of pressure on the, the head of the Trump administration, uh, sorry, the Trump organization. I believe his name's Alan Weiselberg. Is that correct? I don't have it in front of me because I, um, I have it, but I lost it. Isn't he the CFO? Yes. Um, and it's putting immense pressure on him. In fact, there have been like numerous attempts to put immense pressure on him, including they uh, interviewed his ex-daughter-in-law. It's, um, it's just Weisberg, I think. Nope. 
I think it's Weiselberg. No, you're right. Fuck yeah. For some reason, Google immediately went to Weisberg for me, who is no. a dentist near. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Weisberg. Alan dentist. Weisberg, the dentist, is being charged with a lot of financial crimes, and this this man just wants to clean teeth. He's just <laughs> trying to clean some teeth. Um. Are we all falling into the Mueller trap by being very enthralled with this story? Taylor, I'll start with you. You know, I, I of course, applauded the news. And, you know, I, I, you know, but but part of me, like, had this feeling. Did you guys watch that Batman movie uh, with, uh, I think it's The Dark Knight Rises? Mm-hmm. The, the one with the Joker? Oh, that was The Dark Knight. Well, the Dark Knight. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. The Joker wasn't um, in. No, hang on. Don't okay, well me. The Joker wasn't in Rises. <laughs> okay, okay. Bane was in Rises, Katrina. Sorry, so, go ahead. I'm just. Part of me feels like, oh man, like is our just like decayed democracy like doing a, a you know, a, a, what was his, you know, what was his role? Attorney General Harvey. Oh yeah, Harvey Dent. No, no, Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent was too. Are, are we just? Are we just doing a Harvey Dent? You know, uh, is our decayed democracy trying to like, you know, turn the wheels of justice, and you know, we'll just be overwhelmed by the factions of organized crime and mischief uh, and you know, anti anti democracy advocates. Hmm. So I I don't know. Like I'm 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 like, yeah I don't know. You know I, if there's a case against him, I hope it's prosecuted and, you know, everything turns out. There's... on the side of the law but you know i you know i i'm still just like always like perpetually concerned about the weak and straight state of our democracy and yeah. the seemingly uh corroding rule of law <laughs> i know, think I, I don't know i think there's de- firstly i think there's definitely a case against them they you don't pull this you don't bring this up unless that you actually have that shit because new york isn't going to do this if the, if it doesn't have anything to hit with. well there's and, definitely a case against alan weisselman exactly. and, and, the and, the, organization. and the organization is, exactly i was going to say like literally what i was going to say it, there there's something against like those entities but there's we we i think we need to temper our the people who are like donald trump is going to prison need to temper those expectations because mm-hmm. There, I, I'd imagine for someone who like is as like connected as he's gonna have a bunch of fall guys to like. Yeah, like, he's I mean, not just going look anywhere. at literally every other case that yeah. has happened to his cronies up until now. Mm-hmm. They've all gone to jail for things they did for him. Yeah, but never. And him. no one touched him. He's always but, unindicted conspirator number one. Yeah, and then individual we don't do number anything. one seems to get out unscathed. Yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, but the th- the crazy thing is that is that like. He is not president anymore, and he mm-hmm. has no uh, no ability to pardon. You know, and he mm-hmm. pardoned all of those guys that uh, yeah. you know, except for uh, not Weiselberg uh, Cohen. <laughs> yeah, except for Cohen. Oh yeah, know, he, he, he didn't <laughs> no. pardon Cohen. Uh, but um, you know, I don't know. Maybe things will shake out differently. You yeah. never know. I, you all I, like, like every time something like this happens, we all like. A lot like like especially like resistance Twitter gets on their like like fucking like oh yeah we got him this time we got his ass he's going down for this and he never does <laughs> like even when even when like he inspired an insurrection he still wasn't like he was impeached but not removed he never like he never faces the full consequence of what he's done I feel like. I feel like everyone who's like excited for the downfall of Donald Trump needs to just kind of be beware 
other people are going to go down for like his shit, but I don't think he's going to, the man is like 77. Like we're, we're like, and and I, this is going to sound callous. Time is going to take down Donald Trump before any prosecutor does. Uh, Anyone have any thoughts on that? That was a very. Not that I want to say all of. <laughs> yeah, not in a public forum. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I hope, um, you know, the the facts are found mm-hmm. and uh, a just verdict is it's administered. Yeah. Speaking of uh, verdicts. Um... <laughs> what a transition. I know, right? I'm Ooh, so boy. I'm so good at it. Um, uh, Bill Cosby is being released. I was just <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm. I hate I hate what I did too, everybody. I hate it. Um, Bill Cosby's being released from prison, um, based on and here we go. Uh, again, we don't like to bring up Trump unless it's funny or important. Um, but this one is less. This is Trump adjacent. Um, Bruce Castor, who you might all remember as the impeachment lawyer um, for Donald Trump, the guy who seemingly just rambled on on the floor talking about absolutely fucking nothing. He also is the same guy who put in a secret deal that said that you aren't that they aren't that the state of PA was not going to prosecute Bill Cosby. Um, this was this was incredibly disheartening. Is that what he got off on? Yeah. The, yes. Well, and, and he okay. The the yeah, thing ahead, was ahead, that when the the victim initially brought her complaint, and I think she was the like the most recent victim, like mm-hmm. from the two thousands, who was what he got convicted based on. When she initially reported it, they declined to prosecute because they didn't feel the case was strong enough, but. The, the reasoning that Castor gave was that he declined to prosecute so that Cosby didn't have a reason to plead the fifth in the civil suit that she was also bringing against him. So in that civil suit, he then admitted to giving women quaaludes and stuff like that. And that is the testimony that that, that was then used to convict him of that crime mm-hmm. when they re-brought those charges. Mm-hmm. So, so the Supreme Court said this isn't due process if he was told that he wasn't going to be charged, which is the only reason he didn't plead the fifth. It, vi- et cetera, yeah, it violated et his it violated his Fifth Amendment right, yeah. Amendment rights, which honestly, based on that, best based on that, it did. That is that is factual. It did violate his uh, Fifth Amendment rights to um, to prosecute him based on something that they said they weren't going to prosecute him on if he said. However, that deal shouldn't have been fucking made in the mm-hmm. first place. Like, that is the thing that is insane to me. And, like... That the, a county prosecutor was able to make that decision. Montgomery. All on his county. own. He said he had the sovereign power to do so. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this just gets back to frayed democracy, crumbling rule of law mm-hmm. <laughs> conversation. Like... Yeah, it's, it's, it's upsetting to see. Um, I'm... Yeah, and it's we've let a predator out. Yeah, like this is a this is an absolute fucking predator, and he, like it is it is absolutely insane and disgusting and vile that this man gets to walk free again, and it is it is clear that it was because of just j- prosecutorial idiocy. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a deal you make. You prosecute this man for the crimes that he committed. 
and you lock him up the right way. Like, it's it's so wild to me that like some of the reactions that were coming out about this, like proven innocent and an innocent man walks free. We have his sworn testimony that he drugged women. Hey, uh, real quick. In order to have sex with them. While we're on rape, while we're on this, uh, Felicia Rashad can go fuck herself. You do not, mm-hmm. as a dean she's of- She's the dean of Howard. She's a- uh, she's uh, The a, fine arts. The liberal, yeah, yeah. Fi- fine arts, uh, right. Howard. Of Howard. I, I, you do- <laughs> You're coming out going, thank goodness Bill Cosby was let out. And then you think that any victim is going to feel comfortable reporting something that happened to them to you? This is insane. The fact that, like, she she should not be in that position after that statement. That is horrifying. That is horrifying for everyone. She shouldn't have been put in the position because she had previously already expressed that she thought that Bill Cosby was innocent. Even though Bill Cosby said Even though we have his sworn testimony that he gave women quaaludes. Like, I don't understand how people think this is a setup when he swore in a court of law during a civil trial where he was going to lose money that he did this. Like, I... Just blows my Taylor, mind. Taylor, what, how, I- what does it take to believe that women are fucking victims? Like, seriously... Anyway, anyway, Taylor, what do you? <laughs> uh, did you? Did you? Fi- when did you find this out? Like, like we found out just kind of sitting around on a on a rant. I don't even remember what the day was, but it just popped out that he was he was getting released, and we were like, "What the fuck is going on?" And like going through it. Did you uh, see any of this? Or? I think I yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly. Like I think I saw a picture of him with like a MAGA hat on or something like that. What? And I was like, no fucking what, what way. Is, it, no it way. Been photoshopped. I don't know. But it, it had to have like, been. I don't know. I, it just, it was, yeah, I don't know. Some social media thing. I don't know. It had to. I, I don't know. It was just upsetting. Like, I didn't even know that was under right discussion. Didn't <laughs> yeah. hear anything about it until released. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I, I did a quick uh, Google image search. There is, he, he did not have a MAGA hat on. <laughs> Okay. My I need, bad. My I need bad. that Whatever. to be very Whatever. clear. <laughs> I, I, I saw it on the internet. I believed it. What do you want? Yeah, look, the internet has it's all factual, all true, and like that's just how it is. No, fuck that guy. This is bullshit. And, and like, I it's it's annoying because technically they're right, right? Like his Fifth Amendment rights were violated by by prosecuting him after he admitted to something. After they told him they weren't going to prosecute him if he admitted to something. But this is like. <laughs> Yeah, this is know. bad. We're, we're living in a system that grinds people down and just is just, it's just terrible. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just another notch one on the depressing side of things. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really awful. Let's move on to our next topic, which is actually really good. It was really good. <laughs> the, the NCAA is allowing students to make money from their likeness now, including getting sponsorships, etc. Um, the NCAA, which at this point, like, is the like one of the one of the top exploiters of black labor, mm-hmm. um, is finally saying, "Okay, well, thanks to that Supreme Court ruling, we need to stop doing the stuff that we're doing now." Um, and I'm just utterly shocked that like the Supreme Court did the right thing and um, made it so that that paved the way so that this can happen. Um, I think on this podcast we've been saying for 
the entirety. Um, it is insane that NCAA players uh, aren't aren't compensated for their labor while they're making their schools millions of dollars. Uh, fucking Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban are making mm-hmm. like millions of dollars a year on contracts uh, to coach to coach these kids and if something happens to the kid their fucking life their life is ruined their life is absolutely ruined so that they can potentially like you know get like like i hate the ncaa (laughs) i want that to be very clear the ncaa is a garbage organization um but this is this is very very good for for um college athletes going forward you're gonna you're gonna be able to see like you know um people like Athletes who are putting their work in and uh, making money for their university be able to make money themselves, which I think is great. Um, uh, Taylor, what did what did you think about this? You know, anything sports related is is really not up my. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I'm out of my I'm I'm fish out of water here, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean I, it's I remember the first time that I learned that uh, actually NCAA athletes are not allowed to like contractually be paid for, you know, these, these, these people are like professional athletes and, you know, could be making millions of dollars each year. Uh, Really quickly. Like, and and, like, it's not just, they can't like, they're not being paid by their school to make the school a, a bunch of fucking money, but like, they can't like, for example, if you have like, like a, like a Reggie Bush, right. He got his Heisman taken away. Uh, I believe uh, one of the like one of the things was he like signed stuff in exchange for money that wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to sell his signature on something mm-hmm. for money. That was something that the NCAA is like, no. Now, can he make USC a bunch of money for playing in the Rose Bowl? A fucking course he can because USC needs that money. Reggie Bush doesn't need that. Like that's that's the nonsense they were trying to peddle yeah. for for years. And, and it forced so many of these kids to not stay in school. Like, they they would play for the, the amount of time that was required of them and then go up to the professionals if they were talented enough because so many of them are coming from backgrounds where their families do not have the money to support themselves. So it's either go into professionals or your family goes hungry. Like, cause you can't do anything to make money. You can't use your insane talent to get a little bit of money for your family. Now they've, they've changed that. And I think that's a very good thing. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. It's, it's hard to, I mean, I don't, I don't, I would, it would be hard to like even make the opposite argument. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how it, <laughs> how this is it, even. A thing so wildly, the NCAA has been trying to figure out a way to make that argument for years. Because they're amateurs. This isn't professional. They're amateurs. They're that's amateurs. like, the, that's like the only part of their argument. The, their, their payment is in possibly getting a scholarship, even mm-hmm. though. A lot of them don't. So. Yeah, but the but the NCAA is able to put shit on ESPN so they can get that um, that TV money mm-hmm. um, and uh, broadcast the uh, the Chick Fil A the Chick Fil A Chipotle Pep Boys Bowl. Uh, they're able to do that <laughs> and make a fuckload of money off of that kind of advertising. But uh, like an incredibly talented athlete is not allowed to have a deal with Nike. It's fucking stupid. It's infuriating. <laughs> Makes me really, really mad. Um, last, last quick news item. Uh, 
Joe Biden is going to miss the vaccination goal that he and his administration set. Um, they said 70 percent. Uh, uh, they they set the goal of 70 percent of um adults having at least one shot by July 4th. They're going to be around 67, 68%, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, very close to their goal. If you look at over 30 people, the, the people over 30, um, they met the goal. They, they didn't meet the, the full goal, which has like, there are a billion reasons. Why, not a billion. There are a bunch of reasons why um, they didn't meet that goal. But one of the things, there's like one reason. Really. I think there are multiple reasons. I think it's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> what's the what's the one what's reason? the one reason Katrina? yeah go ahead Katrina. what's the one uh reason? conservative propaganda i think is the primary one yeah they a, don't need yeah, it uh, it's unsafe it's untested it's yeah. you're what? young and healthy only two percent of people die that's not a big amount right two <laughs> percent uh, <laughs> of the american population yeah only a few million. Ron Johnson, I believe. <laughs> Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, I believe. By the way, Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. It was like a couple podcasts ago. Uh, I learned that that was the thing that I was saying, <laughs> and that is a that is a crazy thing to say because it just sounds like a cartoon character. Um, but he's actually a really dangerous individual. <laughs> um, but he was having like. Like he's doing like like rallies where people are talking about how dangerous the vaccine is, and that is like insane coming from a U.S. senator. And it kind of makes me also point out like and think, I could just be a U.S. senator if I want. I don't have to like have any sort of like education. No to do it. Yeah, you have yeah. to be over. Like, no, no, no. Months. You're missing. You're missing the part about being white. I get. Uh, I have to be a white dude, but like yeah. if we look like uh, I could say crazy shit. You could, but I you're could. black, so I that's know. gonna make it's it gonna way be really harder. Hard. Right, but yeah, you're right. Shit. You know, Ron Johnson, it's it's personal for me. Um, <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was working on a uh, super PAC in, huh? in Wisconsin in 2016. How dare Ooh. you? When, when uh, 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 man Feingold, mm. uh, former Senator Feingold, was not able to unseat him in 2016, so it's it's yeah. personal between me and him. <laughs> I um. Yeah, uh, getting back to vaccines, though, uh, I I'm sad to see that you know we are close to getting it, but you know, just want to encourage everybody to get their shots. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's very safe. I got mine. Uh, minor discomfort both times, but say yeah. uh, la vie. Now I have a significantly less chance of going to the hospital if I get coronavirus. So I'll yeah. take it. We we both, we got our vaccines as, uh, you know, when we were able to as quickly as we could. Um, we are now, you know, like vaccines are, they are, they are safe. Um, there is a, like a very minuscule issue, like, like chance of issue. Um, it is, it is, it's wildly safe and very important that we all do that. So that we could all go outside and touch each other again. Um, uh, yeah, can that's I, all I want to do, you know. <laughs> can I just ask? Go outside and touch people, you know. <laughs> Taylor, can I just ask a real quick question? Um, uh, you're, uh, are you disappointed that the state of PA uh, actually was doing quite well in the vaccination? Uh, in the vaccination game compared to other states? Because I sort of am in the sense that 
I really wanted to like Governor Wolf to have to institute like a thing where it's like you'll be entered to win one billion dollars <laughs> in the sweepstakes. I'm like really annoyed that we did well in, enough that that shit didn't happen for us. In that respect, I'm disappointed. But I'm 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 really I think something we're, we're over sixty percent definitely. Yeah, I think um, we're right. Last I looked, I think we're at sixty percent for one mm-hmm. shot. Um, yeah. Or, or maybe that's fully vaccinated. I would imagine it's fully. It, it might be fully. Yeah, we were we're up there. We're definitely doing better than southern states. Oh, but, you uh, just <laughs> straight up named southern states, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 happy. You know, I like it, honestly. If you told me a year ago that uh, that this would be happening, I would have been so happy. And so I don't know. It's a we minorly missed it. I'm not gonna. Yeah, Game it's very close. It. Very close. Only only two or three percent off. According to um, uh, Governor Wolf, seventy five percent of uh, P, uh, PA residents have received their first COVID nineteen. So that's including children. That's that's great. That's what he says. Eighteen and older. Oh, okay. Not including wow. children. That, that, and that is was, really good. This is something that came out on June twenty fifth, so I imagine it's higher at this point. But. Yeah, and those 25%, I just say, you know, it's safe. Jump in the water. Honestly, shocked that it's 25%. Like, knowing what we know about Pennsylvania, I'm surprised (laughs) 75% did it, but happy. Definitely happy. No, it's great. I I think that before, like, the the lasting message we want to leave is definitely get vaccinated. It is, one, going to help us get to uh, an opening much much faster that we're we're all less apprehensive about and secondly it helps protect from from the from not just the the straight up coronavirus but the different variants like it is yeah. important for us to get the vaccine the um i saw a um i saw something about the uh delta variant and it was talking about the delta the, the delta variants um performance in israel mm-hmm. and uh they were having a pretty large increase in positive cases because it's so much more highly transmissible. Right. Um, but there wasn't a resulting increase in uh, hospitalizations and deaths. And so Israel is similarly vaccinated to the U.S. Yeah. And vaccines really work. Yeah. They work. Wearing your mask work. Wearing your mask works. It's all good. Yeah. You know, if we just follow these these things and everybody gets on board we can we can like this thing yeah let's let's fucking rid ourselves of this uh because this is just straight up a nightmare and i'd love to go outside and lick whomever's face i'd like to (laughs) very obsessed with licking people with their consent (laughs) it's consensual licking. i didn't imply it wasn't okay (laughs) okay yeah it's an obsession i want to lick some faces anyway let's move on to uh, let's move on to our first uh, topic. Our first topic tonight, um, uh, first real topic, full topic. Again, quick news. By the way, we're 50 minutes in. Quick news. Um, uh, our first full topic. We have a um, we have a, a special election that's happening in Ohio. 11th, Mar- um, Marsha Fudge was um, selected as the uh, Secretary of Ho- uh, Housing and Urban Development. Um, so we now have a vacant seat in the House. And there is a uh, special election to fill that seat. Um, Nina Turner, um, former um, uh, former 
uh, surrogate of the of the Bernie Sanders for president campaign. Um, I, she was a state senator too. She was a state yep. senator, state senator from from Ohio. Um, but but like made her made her real name as like a surrogate for for Bernie Sanders. Um, uh, put her hat in the ring as almost like as early as possible. Like when that, when, when she was, cho- when Marsha Fudge was chosen, um, you know, Turner is like, I'm fucking running for this seat. Um, uh, you now see that there are a lot of people in the race, uh, um, opposing the Turner for the democratic primary. Um, one specifically Chantel Brown. Um, now this has become, this was pretty much, uh, Nina Turner is probably going to take this. Let's just be let's be clear right now. Um, but uh, there, this has become essentially another um, uh, Bernie Sanders Hillary Clinton proxy war, <laughs> where um, uh, there are Bernie Sanders and Bernie Sanders acolytes uh, behind uh, Nina Turner and Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton acolytes behind um, Chantel Brown. Um, a lot of people outside of Ohio trying to get into this race uh, to, to, you know, get, uh, get their candidate elected. Most recently, um, Jim Clyburn from South Carolina jumped, jumped in on the Chantel Brown side. Um, Jim Clyburn famous for uh, getting Joe Biden, the nomination for the democratic party for president. <laughs> um, uh, let's, I, I want to start with Taylor. Taylor, uh, what do you think about this as like a, like, do you think this is good for Democrats to have this kind of infighting? And I, I say that, like, knowing that there are different, you know, we we are a bigger tent party than the Republicans. So there is, like, a difference there. But we now seem to be having the same proxy war of Hillary versus Bernie. And we've been having that for years. And is this is this something that's good for the Democratic Party in the long run? Yeah, yeah. I, I get your question, and I mean, like, I think I think the Bernie Hillary thing is like establishment first, progressive, like mm-hmm. broadly. Yeah. And and you know, I should say I was uh, I worked for Bernie Sanders in the Iowa caucus in 2016. <laughs> had a blast doing it, and uh, so I, I always feel um, you know pretty pretty solidly on the on the you know Bernie Sanders side of side of things. You know, I voted for him twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that these types of things are particularly beneficial to the Democratic Party unless they're about a specific issue, yeah, uh, like like healthcare mm-hmm. or or like I don't know. But this doesn't seem like it's really about anything. But I I haven't really been paying attention, you know, I haven't been paying that close attention to it. But I I don't I don't think that like a, just a brawl for a brawl is is super super healthy. I I would be inclined to support Nina Turner because I think she like speaks truth to power and she's, I've, you know, heard her speak not in person, but, you know, in, you know, on videos and such. Um, I I like her, uh, but you know, it's up to the people of the Ohio uh, 11th congressional district. And I don't know, I don't, I don't think it's really healthy to have such a brawl, but uh, you know, say la vie, what are you going to (laughs) do? Katrina, what about you? I think it's obvious that there's a lot of animosity still remaining for Hillary Clinton towards Bernie Sanders. Um, that was obvious quote, in the Hillary Clinton it's only documentary. One way. It's only one way. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. Quote during during the twenty during the twenty twenty Democratic primary. Quote nobody likes him. Unquote. Like right. she's still bitter as she fuck. She definitely and honestly, I don't think it's necessarily unwarranted. 
I supported Hillary Clinton in 2016. As did I. I did not support Bernie in 2020. Um, but, <laughs> but I, that is more so about a national stage for right. politics mm-hmm. and where I think the country is more at, which I think is more towards the center, which I am personally not. It's just about what I think we could actually pe- get people to vote for. So when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to a local race, when it comes to like a representative seat, that's where we can be progressive if mm-hmm. the district supports it. So I do not support the Hillary Clinton side of this debate. Like mm-hmm. I, I definitely support Nina Turner. I think this is a perfect opportunity for to get more progressive voices in the Democratic Party. And this honestly is silly and petty to me. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not paying that much attention to it, but I think this is the only race that is really going on right now. So all of these political... Well, there's the New York City mayoral race, which we don't know what the fuck's going on with it because they accidentally put put in test ballots. But but this is really like where people can, like national political people can put their focus in Mm -hmm. because they're bored, I guess. (laughs) So I think that's why this is the the way it has ended up becoming. This isn't what the races are going to be in 2022, you know, when they're spread across the entire nation. So totally. And if if I could just jump in here, I like it's, I'm so much more invested in like us all just like, coming together and having like a unifying vision of a progressive and inclusive future for all of us. Like, yeah. I, like I, I wish we could stop fighting. Yeah. I, I like, I, I'm so much more invested in just like creating 90% unity amongst all working people and, you know, moving forward and pushing that vision forward. Yeah. I, I, thought I it... do think, I do, I do think that to get there, we do need to bring people in and I think in some ways Biden did that. Uh, he, like, certainly he ran on what was the most progressive Democratic platform for a president. That's true. Yeah. It's not as progressive as most of us would like. <laughs> I mean, it's, But it's, it's more progressive than any other Democratic president has been in the past. I think a lot of America, unfortunately, are not... Uh, accepting of change and they need to be slowly dragged into progressive (laughs) policies um i i just don't think that they're ready to jump right in where the rest of us are which i think sucks and is is hard to to adapt to but that's where i think getting these more liberal senator or representatives and senators into office taking more of these spots is how we get there in the most constructive way, in my thought. I think that that's very, very fair because I, I, I do think that sometimes, like, um, and and both of us, I, I honestly, everyone in this podcast, I would, I would, I would um, argue, is like someone who wants progressive policies to be passed. I think all three of us who are here right now are like the best policies are progressive policies. But I do think Katrina says it pretty well, where it's like. Not, unfortunately, that's not the easiest to convince the rest of the nation of, um, which is really fucking annoying because it is super helpful for them. I don't get why they're like so uh, adverse to this. Like everyone should have 
the ever the, the healthcare is a human right should not be a controversial or divisive message but somehow here we fucking are um i think that i think that that's very very important i think that like in this specific instance i like you know you have the the fact that we're still having this specific like uh, this proxy war between the two factions of the Democratic Party, the center left. I'm so over it. I'm yeah. so over I'm it. I'm done, man. I'm done. Hillary Clinton didn't need to jump into the. Like, let's be fair. Neither needed to jump into this. Bernie Sanders didn't. Hillary Clinton didn't. Now we have like members of the squad, like AOC and 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 um, Ayanna Presley, uh, coming out and um, endorsing uh, Nina Turner. I think that's fucking great. People in the House, for sure. You guys, you like it's very important that they come out and. And, and make their presence known. I'm also fine with Jim Clyburn saying, you know, I'm for Chantel Brown. Great. Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> like both of them need to chill the fuck out. This isn't about you. <laughs> like chill, chill your shit. I'm, I'm I sick of this. Honestly, this is more on Hillary. Than I agree. Bernie. Hillary isn't even a part. She's not a member right. of Congress. She's just out like an it's outsider. It's not like Chantel Brown was a member of her campaign. Te- <laughs> like, no, it's, I mean, but but here's the thing, though. Like, I too, I do totally understand. It was kind of like a detente, where like, because Chantel, uh, Chantel was like also she, wasn't she a uh, a surrogate for Hillary? I think she might have been. Yeah. Oh really? I, I didn't know. That. Yeah. My bad. And and Nina Turner. I mean, she was a huge surrogate for <laughs> right for Bernie. And this is like as originally, soon as one of them got in, if originally, one of the other ones didn't get in, like, originally it been for, a huge upset. Originally for Hillary, and then. Uh, divert. Uh, 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 not diverted. What's the word? Switch. Um, switched. Fuck off. I was looking for the bigger word, but switched to Bernie. Um, so I guess Hillary's uh, spurned by that. I don't know. I, I it's 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 just like a it's an unnecessary argument that we continuously have, and it it puts us into like a situation where we have to fight people that are like on our like like Sean, like let's be clear. One of the things that we that I see on Twitter, which again is not real life, and don't worry about that. But one of the things I see about uh, Chantel Brown on Twitter is like how you know she's just a corporatist Democrat. Like she said she'd vote for a fucking for for Medicare for all. Like like she like this is this proxy war is turned into a situation where we're kind of just not even paying attention to what the policies of each of these people are. And we're more so like basing it on who they supported or support in the past and who supports them. And it is fucking stupid. Like, uh, like Hillary Clinton didn't need to poke her nose into this fucking, into this primary. Not at all. Not one bit. And neither did Bernie. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty, it's pretty clear. It's just, it sickens me that there's going to be like millions of dollars that pour into this race. And we're probably going to be as good off with, with either one. It's just like, and, and here we are in central PA, you know, and uh, you know, quarter of a million dollars would, you know, we would do so much with that. You know, it's just, one of the things we have a Democrats just are so bad at, thinking strategically sometimes one of the things i actually wanted to wanted to talk about really quick like like in 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 um uh in uh uh, specifically with this was the potential for that kind of that kind of uh democratic political nonsense popping into um the the pa senate race uh specifically the pa senate uh democratic primary like where we have i think we're gonna have excuse me um i think we're gonna have uh you know like John Fetterman, who is likely going to have like the Bernie Sanders acolytes, um, which 
again is crazy to me is crazy based on like some of the nonsense and bullshit he said on uh climate change though that was pretty fucking stupid but but he he tends to um be very popular with the uh bernie acolytes and we have malcolm kenyatta who is likely to be very popular with the um hillary clinton acolytes who like he supported hillary clinton and and um you know went out and uh was uh vocal for hillary clinton in the in her primary against uh bernie sanders i think we're like we're probably going to see something like that in our own state so what do we do and, to go ahead. and i think i think connor lamb's also going to get involved i swear uh, to god if connor lamb runs don't man <laughs> and don't. and i think i think there's going to be i think there's going to be i think the technical term is oodles of candidates that are going to take this uh... and and only one running for the governor which is great um <laughs> Con- connor lamb will be destroyed by the democratic party of pennsylvania before he gets a chance to wait what i i really think that hang on yeah i need sorry i do apologize what do you mean both of these factions that support fetterman or kenyatta i think despise connor lamb he he's terrible what? i don't i don't like connor lamb um <laughs> I, I don't think he'd have a ton of. Support. I think Connor Lamb is like a. I think Connor Lamb is like a. You know, Joe Manchin. Connor Lamb is Joe Manchin in Pennsylvania with l- way less power. I think that's fair. Way, <laughs> less power and no houseboat. I think that's fair. <laughs> but I don't think He's that very that... well polished and uh, mm-hmm. can fundraise and exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, like I, that's, wouldn't, I wouldn't discount him. That's where I was. Where I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, like yeah, we, like I, I would be surprised if the like mainstream Democratic party didn't go connor lamb might be a good choice i i I think that i think that that would be i I think discounting that might not be a great great move like like for but i want to oh no i (laughs) want to as well let's be clear i don't want connor lamb to be the the senator from pa however i can't say the same for the democratic party i think the democratic party might like that might like that a bunch well not the black people of the democratic party i mean Okay, and and real quick, the people of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are not going to be thinking about Connor. But as John Fetterman says, and he actually is correct about this, uh, there is more to Pennsylvania than just Philadelphia. That's and, true, and but I think if we're talking about in the Democratic primary, John Fetterman will get those votes. I think that's I think that's fair. I, I I think he really appeals to that Pennsylvania mentality. So, I I think I mean I'm inclined to support John Fetterman, um, mm, just because I think he <laughs> went on my podcast, you know. And, and <laughs> that's actually um, fair. Let's be very fair. clear. That's fair. If John Fetterman came on my podcast coward uh we would <laughs> thoroughly ask him about pointing a shotgun at a black man who did nothing that's but, that's you know. true that, that i think that's literally i'm not that's the reason we do not support john Fetterman. we just i just can't i just can't um his his unapologetic pointing a, a shotgun at a black uh at a black jogger and then going well the jogger got convicted of a crime years later so i was right like no man <laughs> no that's not cool my man <laughs> yeah i mean i think he's done a lot with the board of pardons and stuff like like i, I like i don't think his i think his i don't know i i i'm not i we want to be clear i'm not like we're not trying to trap you <laughs> like yeah, like no. if you support fetterman you support fetterman if uh, that's whatever I, it's i'm just... not i'm not ready to make an endorsement today like i'm inclined <laughs> to support him uh-huh. i'm keeping my options open 
I uh, like. I, I think he's not done such a great job on his campaign so far. You're seeing other candidates. Um, sorry, what? You're seeing other candidates. You're you're not you're <laughs> yeah. not like you're not married I'm in an open, to a I'm in an open relationship right now with with the PA Senate <laughs> candidates. Um, I, I I just um. I don't know. I, I like. I'm not. I'm not ready to make a commitment yet. Mm-hmm. I, I. I think his opening ad was, in his justification for running, was kind of weak. Yeah. Um. I. That being said, I don't think anybody's made a case that's much stronger. I. I uh, don't think anyone's made a good case to be the PA senator right now. I, I don't. Yeah. And and this is coming from someone who is almost certainly going to support Kenyatta. I. I like. I. I like him based on things I've seen before he started running. Like that's where I'm at. But, but I don't, I don't think anyone has, has done a good job of like really positioning themselves as the, as the person who should be the, the Senator from PA other than I will say this Fetterman saying, um, I will be, I will be a vote in the Senate to get rid of the filibuster. Fuck. Yeah. You got me on that. You got like, that's, I think that's great. I'm not going to vote for him in the primary, but I think that's great. I think that's very, very good. And, and like, I think also something that, you know, sort of differing from my previous opinion, uh, you know, about uh, the Ohio uh, 11th, I think a healthy primary is good, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and, and I think, you know, just that it's not breaking down on normal lines, I think that that's actually healthy mm-hmm. for democracy and for Democrats to like go through a really extended process of picking who they think will be the best senator from Pennsylvania. And who, who do they think will have the best shot at winning yeah. and enacting progressive change? I think that's all a healthy process. I'm excited yeah. to see it play out, and I'm uh, I'm an undecided voter. I think yeah. the difference is it's it's good and healthy when it's not when it's about the actual candidates and not about a primary from five years ago for president. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's no. a big yeah, difference. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, we need to like we need to wipe our hands with the. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders rivalry. Like both of them need to like you fucking septuagenarians need to chill your fucking asses out. <laughs> like I don't like this isn't about you anymore. Like you're uh, this is going to sound very, very cruel. You're almost done. And we still have the world to deal with for an incredibly long time. So let's stop focusing it on, uh, on you two and let's focus it on what's moving forward. I, I, I just, I don't. And I, and that, and, and honestly, I, I understand like Bernie shouldn't be doing this either, but this is mostly about Hillary Clinton. Like my, my dude, you have been out. You're not, you're not even in politics anymore, man. You're not, you're, you're not, you, you're not an elected official anymore. Stop it. Like, stop it. There's no reason for you to jump into this race. There's none. And, and I think it's going to make it a more vicious race than it necessarily needs to be. And, and at this point, based on what I've looked at, they ha- the, the candidates haven't taken the bait, which I think is great. The candidates haven't taken the bait. They're still talking about the they're still talking about the issues, and that's fucking awesome. For Ohio or for Pennsylvania? Ohio, Pennsylvania. Okay. I don't know shit about because like, they're, like they're not do. <laughs> Luckily, they're not doing anything yet. This is mostly just like online, uh, online uh, asking for donations and advertising, um, but they haven't like made you know statements against one another yet uh bernie sanders is like sending out emails saying like the the establishment republicans are trying to stop sorry the establishment democrats are trying to stop uh uh new turn like like that's happening 
that's happening. I love I love the, the accent. It's really yeah. good, right? It's fucking spot on, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but like so so that is happening but i don't i don't other than that i don't think there's really any like and like the candidates are, the candidates themselves aren't stepping out and have it like like shooting this fire at each other which is good like that's what i think fight on the issues i understand the surrogates are gonna like the surrogates are gonna do whatever they're gonna do the surrogates are gonna uh, fight on on you know the the proxy wars that we're having and and and, and scream at each other about this that, and the other thing about people that others are supporting but the candidates need to keep their eye on the ball and, and talk about what's happening in the Ohio 11th. That's where I'm at. Anybody else? Do, do you disagree? Nope. I think we all... I mean, go ahead. Last, last words on the PA Senate thing. I mean, I, I just think that, um, yeah, I, I would urge them to keep it on the issues. Yeah. You know, so much of Ohio. And... Um, I don't. I don't want twenty-five people on the ballot. You know, I don't think that's I'm good. You know, let's like, keep let's yeah. keep it to four or five. You know, uh, can we at, just at chill and... out? We don't need that many people running for senate. <laughs> we yeah, don't. Let's, let's keep it to four or five and uh, like ha- have a, a fair fight. Keep keep it above the waist, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see who wins. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm very excited for like. Like we're we're moving into like PA politics territory, or we're, we're gonna get to like watch a. I'm excited to watch debates, is what I am. I, I'm very excited to watch debates, and and I I want to make sure that it's very very clear. Um, though I want it to be on the issues and and be like looking forward. If no one asks John Fetterman why he thought it was appropriate to point a shotgun at a jogger and has not apologized for it and has not seen any sort of problem with it, I will lose my fucking mind. (laughs) Like, this is very important. Dude, you accosted a black man who's jogging. I need to know why you thought that was cool and why you still think that's cool. (laughs) Like, that's important to me. Um, But other than that, let's keep it moving forward. Uh, Like I said, the fact that he's like, I will be your first vote in, um, I'll be your first vote in the Senate to get rid of the filibuster. I think that's great. I think that's great. And that's very important. And an, an important issue that we need to deal with right now, but he's got that thing. He's got that. He's done. He's done that thing. And I need to hear a fucking answer for it. I'll just, I'll just say having, having met him in person, like I'm very impressed with him personally. Like, I think, I think he has a very good vision for, moving society forward and um really like a champion for places that are not often championed for i agree yeah and and i would like to also see an apology for that because i think it's horrible um my problem is i'm inclined to support him uh i I have some open questions yeah and uh and we'll see where it goes my problem at this point is like an apology isn't like is nothing to me now because he's, he's been out there like saying this was the right thing to do for too long for me to like, eh, to believe that an apology is actually real. My thing is I need a real explanation of this. That isn't fucking stupid. And I don't think he has one. <laughs> like every, like there, there was, a, one. there was a, there, there is, is not one. a good one. Um, like this, this Atlantic piece that like they did a, they did a thing on him, did like a very small, like two paragraph thing on this. And it was just wild where he's just like, no, I was right because he got, a, he got convicted of a crime five years later. <laughs> like, no man, no, <laughs> like that's not cool at all. Um, but no, I, I think that when it comes to actual ideas, um, 
I think other than his like lax view on climate change, he actually has very good for get like decriminalizing marijuana, making marijuana illegal in the state is fucking great. It would be great for numerous reasons. Um, like he, he has, he has a, a bunch of good ideas. There are just a couple of them that are not great. And I, I need answers for them. And I, 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 I wager that by this time, um, <laughs> I would have had good answers by now and I'm not going to like the answers that I get. So I'm probably yeah. not going to be his dude. Yeah, for sure. Katrina, last word. Nah. <laughs> Let's move on <laughs> to our final topic. The historian presidential rankings are up y'all. We got the historian presidential rankings. I need to pull them up over here just really quickly. Um, <laughs> we uh they the histor uh, c-span has historians rank all presidents um we have uh president number one for for seemingly just years and years and years running is abraham lincoln uh and at the bottom we have this year james buchanan now i wanted to talk a little bit about some of the ones that are in the in the in, in between <laughs> yeah in the in between which was very hard to say in the in between specifically presidents that have uh, you know been president during our lifespan but also some that that have not been for example barack for fuck me for example barack obama uh jumps from uh, his spot at 12 to number 10 Number 10 of all time. Just, just below Ronald Reagan. Ugh. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> just below Ronald Reagan. Uh, meanwhile, Donald Trump is chilling out at a number 41. Um, number 40, by the way, is William Henry Harrison, who died about a month after being the president. Um, were there? I'll just start with the, the just a straight up list. Just the straight up who's the best list based on the historians and Katrina, I'm going to start with you. Cause I start with Taylor on like every other question I had. Um, was there anything that was surprising to you, uh, that you saw in this list of one through 44? Remember, um, Grover Cleveland was the, he was two different times. I want to say 23rd and 25th, but I might be wrong about that. What, what does Grover what does that matter? Oh, no, he's no, only I was, on this list one. I asked you. Yeah, he's only. That, that's what I'm saying. The the list okay, only goes to 44. It. But I was. Got I, it. All right. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I was. Yeah. I was given like a reason why I didn't go. to. You 45. know, I think it's interesting to note some of the like changes. So it shows the rankings from 2021, 2017, 2009 and 2000. Yeah. So sometimes you can see where like history adapted over the last 20 years and right, was like, like wow this guy was really racist let's drop him down a historians few were like oh no what have we done <laughs> like they yeah. did that with uh, andrew jackson he originally was 13 uh in 2000 mm. and now is at 22 Damn. i think that has to do with us acknowledging how racist and horrible he was to native americans mm -hmm. over the Same last with years. Wilson. turns out the trail of right? tears was bad I still think Woodrow's pretty high, but he did go from sixth to thirteen. To thirteen. Six so is good. six is wild. <laughs> like and and yes, you're right. Like that is like that is where where more historians like as as his, some historians leave the leave the um uh, uh, uh profession and, and 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 newer historians join the profession, mm -hmm. like you see that difference. You see that like, wait, what? Like Isn't, it's so like some of this is so like 
How is Nixon 31? <laughs> Dude had to resign because he committed a terrible crime. Like, 31? And he was 26 in 2000. Like, they had a mid... This guy's mid-tier. He's pretty good. Like, I, I don't... But I don't was, understand. Uh, Taylor, Taylor, did you have any, like, c- like surprises or, like, like what... Did you have any uh, heavy reactions to any of this? I mean, so this... I'm just going to talk about something that I used to talk about a lot. Honestly, until January 6th, I would have put... Bush and Trump kind of about the same. Maybe mm. Bush actually a little worse for a presidency than than Trump. Yeah. Interesting. That, no, I, um, no, I think that's fair. No. And, no, I don't. Never mind. And I, I mean, I just think the Bush camp is uh, is cheering this. Yeah. He's <laughs> he's really also at the headlines. He's in the mid thirties or something, right? George he's at twenty nine. That's insane. Twenty nine. How is he at twenty nine? Katrina, you're absolutely right. I I I I jumped to the I jumped the gun on that one. Like, no, he shouldn't be that high. And like the motherfucker started a war in the Two wrong wars. country. Two wars. <laughs> I was yeah yeah. It is absolutely insane. Um, I, I, I like, how is he that high and how has he gotten higher over time? Right. Is my question. Yeah. It's a huge one for the Bush, uh, rehabilitation campaign. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we all look at Bush as a, like a well-meaning idiot. Yeah. Like that. I think that is the general interpretation of bush these days which is crazy considering the amount of harm he did yeah one of the things i wanted to point out like is they do it they they have individual leadership characteristics in this in this um uh rankings and one of the things they did was crisis leadership and george w bush gained from 2000 Right, like, wait, let me just. I'm, I'm pulling no, it. His up. first, he wasn't ranked in 2000. His but first ranking was. You're right. His first was 2009, but he's gained three spots since then. Like, it went from 25 to 22 and 21. Like, in 2009, he was 25. In 2021, he was 22. How has he gotten better? His crisis leadership has been actively bad. <laughs> like. Well, it's I, not hard to see I that think, he has fucked up in crisis leadership. I think obviously there are heavy criticisms to be had about his use of war, mm-hmm. but I think a, he did get a ton of praise in the immediate aftermath of 9-11. But, inter- yeah, but, so. but Katrina was just a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah. Right, like, that's true. In, in, in international relations, he went up from 41 in 2009 to 38 in 2021. Why are we seeing what he's done as better than what he per- like? I I don't necessarily <laughs> know that we're seeing what he. Maybe maybe they are. Maybe they're seeing it better because they're seeing what Trump has done. But maybe they're also now contextualizing some of the other ones like as worse than they had previously mm-hmm. thought because they realize yeah. racism is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I think that I think that like, to, like to, to Trump's frat bro the bushes the bush whole thing was just like the the boy scout version of the trump thing yeah and i i think it just pe- people are looking at it more fondly than they did mm-hmm. 10 years ago or whatever uh, another <laughs> so we 
Sorry, I, I'm like looking through this and insane. Uh, what do, what do we think about uh, one one of the things I wanted to point out was Obama um, was higher than Trump on multiple things, including relations with Congress. Um, Barack Obama has a 32 at this point. Was previously 39, but then jumped to 32. Uh, Donald Trump 42 with Congress. What do we think about it? The, the the difference of relations with Congress, where Obama is thirty two, Trump is forty two. Uh, <laughs> presidents, uh, when they are when they are uh, elected president, the White House constantly loses the loses the Congress in their very uh, immediate um, in their very immediate elect- elections. Um, do we? I, I feel like I feel like the. <laughs> I feel like Obama had a worse relationship with Congress than Donald Trump did. And then I don't know if this is me like giving Donald Trump credit or like knocking Obama. Like I'm not, well, I'm not, I'm not knocking Obama. I Obama think, had cut. I think this is like a hard thing to judge the president on, mm-hmm. especially in current history yeah. because it's not something that is currently based on the president and instead something that's based entirely on Mitch McConnell. <laughs> like <laughs> Mitch McConnell has determined what the president's relationship with Congress that's, has been see, since see, that's, 2008. That's why I think that like, Donald and it had Trump nothing should, to do with Obama's leadership whatsoever. That's why I think Donald Trump should be higher because Mitch McConnell has been like, yeah, we'll hold. But they still didn't do anything except get the tax cuts passed. Homie, like, no, homie. And they get got every three, judge that they wanted. Three Supreme <laughs> Court justices. They fucking did something. Yeah. They did something for sure. Taylor, what did you think of that? Like, again, there are so many different things in this. I think they're interesting, but like, yeah. I mean, I'll also say, like, I'm coming at this from the angle of also just finishing Obama's memoir, uh, which is like 700 pages. It took me like six months to read. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beco- yeah, becoming I, I by also... Michelle Obama, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, it was it was a very interesting book and I loved reading it and I would recommend it to somebody that wants to understand uh, how Obama saw basically the last 10 years or 12 years more. Mm-hmm. Um I do think he had a worse relationship. His memoir ends in 2011. Um, you know, the memoir <laughs> of his presidency ends in 2011. I think that says a ton. And it ends with the line, fuck you, uh, Paul fuck Ryan. You Donald Trump. <laughs> Paul Ryan and John B- Boehner. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I do think that, I mean, Obama had a horrible relationship with Congress. Mm-hmm. He did. And so much of that was, um, you know, a, a motif that, that Obama used very cleverly and um, with great literary mastery mm-hmm. was this um, motif of, of race. Yeah. Um, and, and throughout the whole book, 700 pages, you could see this, this, this train coming from a mile away about racial reckoning and racial attitudes in America and racism and um, resentment. Uh, it, it came from a mile away and I think that was a very active thing in Obama's, you know, the second part of Obama's first term and Obama's entire second term mm-hmm. was just complete, um, com- complete, uh, I don't even, I don't even know how to say it, but Congress just did, did not give him an inch. Yeah. Intransigent. Uh, it, it was, it was, I mean, he had terrible relationships with Congress. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's like, like you said, that was very much based in his race and had absolutely nothing to do with his actual attitudes or presidential skills or leadership. Like, it was day one... Uh, after he was elected, Mitch McConnell held a meeting and said, we are going to do everything in our power to stop the president from to make getting him a his one-term, agenda done. No, to make, make him, to make Barack Obama a one-term yeah. president was what yeah. the quote was. Yeah. So it's, a, it's to me, it's a little unfair to judge him by the fact that a racist old white man was controlling his entire relationship with Congress, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Something that I thought was interesting, um, yeah, is... Uh, like if if you looked at uh, their pursuit of equal justice for all, yeah, or something like that, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that category. Uh, I think, yeah, he, he was number three. Yeah, um, but also like Democrats in the last hundred years, you know, I think we got like six or seven of the last of of the ten of the mm-hmm. top ten in mm-hmm. in that category. LBJ, Obama, Jimmy Carter, John uh, Kennedy, Clinton, Roosevelt. Uh, eh, sorry, FDR, not not the other one. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think that speaks well, to right of our party. Yeah, but Teddy, was, Teddy wasn't a Democrat. That's true. You're right. Yeah, but I mean, I think that speaks to speaks to strength of our party. Yeah, and I, I like it's something that we, you know, a, a, a platform of our of yeah. our, you know, that of ours that that is is really like we're strong with, and I mean, we could be much stronger. You know, I hope we pass this voting rights act, the second voted rights act. Um, but um, I don't know. Like that gave me some pride. Yeah. yeah, I think I think honestly, if you wanted to drill down the base of the Republican vision or the Democratic vision, um, equal justice for all, I think, is at the core mm-hmm. of the Democratic yeah. belief. And and honestly, number one in on that list is Abraham Lincoln, who in today's political climate would have been a Democrat. A lot of the so it's just <laughs> a lot of the higher members yeah. in today's poll. Like Dwight D. Eisenhower isn't winning a Republican primary anytime soon. Like let's like let let's be very Lincoln clear. also certainly not. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Just, yeah, though they love to say the Republicans freed the slaves. Mm-hmm. What do we let's let's talk a little bit about um uh, and we'll end it on this I think let's talk a little bit about some of the um uh, some of the uh, I. I people in this list that have ranked higher than maybe they should have um and maybe Reagan? they shouldn't yeah yeah we're gonna go yeah like for uh, for example thomas Je- we're looking at overall rankings thomas jefferson is number seven um we have ronald reagan is number nine both of those people being incredibly um adverse to the the uh enhancement of black lives right like we have thomas jefferson who i will say this continuously and i mean let's throw george washington on that list too we can throw george washington on the list thomas jefferson is i would argue is a little bit worth but yeah yes george washington also on that list honestly own slaves franklin uh, george washington owned slaves franklin d roosevelt had concentration camps for fucking um asian americans uh, Thomas Jefferson was a slave-owning rapist. Like, uh, Ronald Reagan was compl- like like complicit in the AIDS epidemic, and Ronald also, Reagan has so many issues. Ronald Reagan was that it's wild that the historians are still considering <laughs> him so high, and I think it comes down to literally that he was just so charismatic 
and the people just wanted to follow him and believe what he said. Ronald but Reagan's... he's got the Iran Contra, like he's mm-hmm. got the AIDS epidemic, he's got drugs, he's got mm-hmm. like he was an absolute disaster in so many ways <laughs> that people were like Ronald Reagan's the, the, re- the, the tax cuts that ruined our economy, like that's him, guys. Ronald, Ronald Reagan's the reason that George H.W. Bush only had one term. <laughs> Like, because H.W. Bush had to pay for all the nonsense that Reagan fucking did. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Taylor, from, from from what you know of, of history, <laughs> what what do you think about these these dope-ass people we just mentioned? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, when I was looking at this list, it just, it just really... I don't know. Like, it, it just... I don't know how you would even... Like, and I know that they break them down in certain categories and they yeah. rank them on, I don't know, what is it, 10 different categories or something, something like, that. like that. And then, something like that. But it just, it just struck me just, like, I don't know, like, how they even, like, it's, it is still subjective. Yeah. You know, even though they try to make it mathematic in some way. But I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I mean, how do you determine the 36th versus the 30, 37th best president? It just, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't I... know. A lot of this, I'm just like, sure, whatever you say. I Got don't, it. I don't know the difference between Benjamin Harrison and Rutherford B. Hayes at all. But I feel like some of it, you can certainly go, mm, no. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I mean, just I guess this is an argument that I was having with my family before. I just, yeah, like maybe a week ago, we're such a young country, like yeah. two hundred fifty years old. Yeah, it's, it's a very young country. And I think the amount of, and this will come back to bite me, I'm sure. I think the amount of like reverence that we place with the people that founded this country is so misplaced. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like we're the country of Sweden that, you know, has existed for thousands of years or maybe not thousands, but, but, you know, a really long time, you know, we're a young country and I just, um, you're biased towards Sweden though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I am biased towards Sweden, but, but, you know, it's, we're a young country. <laughs> I think the amount of reverence that we place in our forefathers is, is probably our founding fathers, quote unquote, is, 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 is probably not right. And not healthy. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Abraham Lincoln wasn't a saint either. You know? No, like, no, his, his, you're uh, fucking address, right. You know, I don't know why he's automatically number one. I mean, he'd certainly guided us through a tough time. Um, I don't know if that makes him the best president we've ever had. The North didn't um, care about actually freeing the slaves. <laughs> like they in, just... in, in his address, he said it was strategically not wise to free slave, uh, the enslaved people. Um, um, but um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I kind of don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know who I would think is our best president. I don't know either. They're it, all kind of. They're all bad. They all. They're all bad for different reasons. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I. It's just a, like is another example to me of how like people and Americans also are just like are really averse to complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and we like we have to have a a ranking and a best and it's just like everybody's good, everybody's bad, and everybody's kind of a product of their times. You know, like honestly, reading Obama's memoir. I just kept thinking about, I, I really wish that like Clinton and Obama could like switch times, you know, and like 
Obama had been president during the 90s, I think he would have gotten so much more done if he if he hadn't been like a wartime depression president. Mm -hmm. I think he had so many cool ideas to change the way that America worked. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, I I don't know. History is so immense and so complicated. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I think that's I think that's very fair. Um, before we go, Taylor, um, uh, the, uh, one one. Thank you very very much for being here. This has been a a lovely blast. And two, um, who would you rank at the very very bottom? <laughs> very very bottom. You know, we don't. I don't want to. I don't want to ask you who you'd rank at the very, very top because it's very, very hard. And there are a lot of. I keep saying very, very. Uh, there are a lot of. Um, there are a lot of different uh, options for the very, very top. Fuck me. Um, who would you rank at the very, very bottom? And would it be James Buchanan, um, the P, the only PA president that we've had? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think James Buchanan definitely was a bad president. I think. I think if we had had stronger leadership right before the Civil War, that might not have happened and saved a lot of lives. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that probably does make him the worst president. Gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> that, that bastard. Katrina, who do you got at the very, very bottom? I mean, I don't know much about history. So in context of my life, Donald mm -hmm. Trump is at the bottom. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know what, what exactly Buchanan did. All I know is he was the bachelor president who might have been gay from the PA. Bachelor. That's uh, that's the extent of my knowledge about Buchanan. I gotcha. My bat, my bottom is Martin Van Buren, and it's because he, my my bottom is Martin Van Buren because you you can't have that great facial hair and not be gray. Like this motherfucker had the best facial hair of all time, and decided that he was gonna squander it by being like not a good president. That's fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I will, I will say something that I, um, that I, that I learned about recently was the NAACP invited Adrian Miller, uh, who's the soul food scholar, um, to central PA for Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I attended two events of his and, uh, one, he talked about, um, Washington slave Hercules that cooked or one of Washington slaves, Hercules that cooked, um, all of Washington's food. And um, I don't know, history is very complex and I would just encourage people to dive in. Wow, that's, that's interesting. I, I, that's very interesting. That's the problem though, like it was Washington's slave. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like, uh, you know, you hear a lot about Thomas Jefferson's, uh, the, the people that were enslaved by Thomas Jefferson, but. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like history no, is very complex. I think that's very fair. Like, like I, I think it would be like, unfortunately there aren't enough, like you, I think what you're saying is there aren't enough stories about uh, the people who are like in a horrible position. Like we get the founding father stories all the time. We get them all the time and we don't get enough stories about the people who are like, like who were in forced labor labor for them. And yeah. that is and Hercules is a fascinating guy and it's it's kind of a miracle and I'm so thankful that we have his story. Like that his story exists mm -hmm. in Britain history and it's it's a really cool story. I'd recommend it for people to you can Google him and uh yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Before we go, um I I I Bez, what is your favorite fourth of July activity? Because this is the fourth of July extravaganza. By the way, 
the the fireworks we fucked up. They didn't go off. <laughs> so huge, huge, huge fuck up. Blunder. Thousands huge of dollars down the drain. Through. Thousands. We've spent. We honestly, the the uh, amount that we were going to spend on a security deposit. Sorry, not a security. The amount we were going to spend on closing costs for the house, uh, we spent on those fireworks. And they just didn't go off. So, um, Taylor, your favorite Fourth of July activity. Um. I love uh, grilling and just hanging out. Um, I think that's great. I don't, I don't super love fireworks to be honest. No one should. They're bad. Um, they really freak my dog out, and yeah. that's always sad to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like, uh, I like grilling, hanging out. And uh, a couple of years ago, I was a tra- uh, introduced to the tradition of pickleback shots. Have y'all? Do y'all know those? Yeah. What? Yeah. You wouldn't like it. It involves pickles. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, the, the word pickle was in there, and I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's like a bourbon shots with the pickle juice chaser or something no, like that. No. All right. It's pretty gross, but I, it's now part of my um, Fourth of July traditions. And yeah, I don't know why not. Taylor Taylor Lightman grilling and chilling. Katrina, what's your favorite Fourth uh, activity? Oh, I wish somebody would make me some like macaroni salad and. Oh, Here it shit, is. There's the fire. Here it is. We did it. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Just so you know. Alco did it, baby. We we yeah. got those fireworks for you. You know we know you wanted them. We know you wanted them. We my got my them. favorite tradition is having a day off of work. That's your favorite tradition? Yeah, for sure. Well, yes, 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 yes. Um, my favorite tradition, uh comforting Penny as she uh is horrified by the fireworks that are happening. <laughs> Um, is that a dog or a cat? It's, it's a our cat. kitty cat Penny. We don't have a dog yet. We're gonna get one when we move, but <laughs> to the haunted house. Yeah. To the haunted house. So hopefully the ghosts will help out with. Yeah, they'll uh, comfort her. They'll comfort her. Like she's like, well, she'll be really scared, and then the, the ghost will like, will like dangle like toys for her or whatever. Um. <laughs> Uh, Taylor, thank you so much for coming. I'm so sorry that we are drunk and crazy. Taylor, it was th- an absolute pleasure. I, I really appreciate coming on, and uh, you know, hope to be on again. And, you, uh, I want thanks you for to, having me on. I want you to know that you are you are um, welcome whenever you'd like to. Uh, you are always welcome to this podcast. It is so great. Could you tell us again um, what podcast you host and where you can find that podcast? Absolutely. I'm a co-host of Barnstorming PA and uh, barnstormingpa.org is our website. You can also find us on whatever podcasting app that you listen to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah, I don't know, other ones. Other ones. Like, Stitch- there, there's like Stitcher. a thousand out there. Stitcher. Budapod, you know, I don't know who listens to that one. but you know. <laughs> Say Pod. I think there's, I think, I don't know, I might be making this up. I think there's a <laughs> podcasting app called, like, Budapod or something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, you can honestly, exclusively search Budapod and you'll find. Yeah, ex- <laughs> yeah, Barnstorming PA. Yeah, you'll find some episodes on there. We're going to release some soon. And you do, uh, you do uh, YouTube episodes, right? Some of, some occasionally will release some on YouTube. And okay. those have had varying successes. So, some are good, so, you know. Some get some views, some some don't. But uh, you know, you can check those out there. Well, thank you very very much for joining us, Katrina. What podcast 
do you have that you want? Don't do this. All right. Um, you can find, um, uh, I, I actually host another podcast called The Movie on the Rocks. Ignore what the original title was. Um, but you can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find your podcast. You can find me on uh, Twitter, at Terrain Myricks. Um, and that's pretty much it. Please like and subscribe uh, and leave a comment on the, po- on the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to it. Thank you all for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Um, happy Independence Day. Um, please spay and neuter your pets. We'll see you next. We'll see you next week, potentially. And until then, cheers. Cheers.